Hello and welcome back to Auburn and Squeak. This is episode nine and this is the first time I have done the intro in such a seamless fashion. I am Squeak. I am Oddman. I know this about myself. You do. I know I things. <laughs> I was so entranced by how seamlessly you did that intro <laughs> that I kind of stopped existing for a moment. <laughs> you were just looking at me with like wide eyes. Yeah. Do you know what it was? I was thinking about what you just did there, which was moving forward and being aware of like every single sound that the table makes. Mm. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I must remember to say something. And then I realized we're already recording. Should have done that in the mic test. Absolutely. Too late now. Welcome. We always do mic tests and it is mostly us being like, I'm talking normally. I'm talking super loud. <laughs> and I have a high pitched voice. <laughs> I've never spoken like this in my life. <laughs> I used to think I had a low voice and then I met you. <laughs> like actually, uh, I have quite a, like a mid-range kind of normal high pitched voice. I think you still voice. have a... Yeah, but yeah, I have a low voice. Um, yeah. But yours is definitely lower than mine. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't that. say but a huge amount. Enough that when I'm listening, I'm like, mm. ah yeah, that's definitely Lily. Because otherwise we just sound like two white women. Yeah. It's just, you can't tell us apart. Yeah, we're in a... Yeah. Random flat in South London. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the closest you're getting to a hint to where we live. <laughs> yeah, we can't tell them that we live in North London. That would just be really bad. That'd be really bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep it secret. Oh no, Discord. <laughs> <laughs> this is what always happens. I constantly forget that I have notifications and stuff. And I got a smartwatch. And I was like, why would I want that? And then I looked into it and I was like, oh, but you can pay for things with a smartwatch. Mm-hmm. And then that was really what did it for me, where I was like, that's a thing. Because the smartwatch is the, it's the the step before the chip in your hand. Yeah. Or I, what I think would be f- so much funnier than putting a chip in your hand yeah. is the, the idea of putting a chip in the, your forehead. Because then you just have to headbutt things. And I just, as a person, want that. That is your vibe. In fact, I I still have a video of you from, I think it was your third year at uni. And we were at uh, the one of the pubs in Falmouth. The one on the corner by Cod in the Corner. Where we oh, always used yeah, to sit upstairs. Yeah. And we always used to sit upstairs and play games and everything. And you were playing... Snap. Snap. Or yeah. slam. I can't. Slam, snap, something. But like you had introduced a rule where you had to hit yourself on the forehead before you could attempt to slam on the cards. Which, okay. The whole thing with slam, spit, whatever you want to call it. I have played by different rules every time I've played it. Yeah. Um, it was me and Yanni. We both used to play it with scouts. Mm-hmm. Sort of home rules. But the basic idea being that you all have hands... And there's something that triggers all of you want to, to get the cards in the middle and you slam your hand in the cards in the middle. Yeah. The problem with, with that is after a certain amount of time, people start hovering and like moving their hands forward on the table. Premature. Like premature yeah. wanting to get near that thing on the table. Yeah. And I have the slowest reactions known yeah. to man. Like I am a... <laughs> hey, nobody has ever described Glacial. me as quick. Glacial. <laughs> There's, there's like the walking speed that Google Maps says is the walking speed. There's somebody who has recently suffered a traumatic injury. And then there's me for 40 minutes behind everybody else. 
And basically, when we were in Scouts, we introduced the idea that you have to tap your own forehead before putting your before putting your hand in the middle. Mm-hmm. But because if you're anything like me, you're super hyper aggressive about card games. You end up trying to do it as quickly as possible, which basically means that you open hand slap your forehead <laughs> before moving your hand as fast as possible towards a deck of cards. And the worst thing that we did as an escalation from there, you're like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we made it like a moving target so you have to slap someone else's head? <laughs> and I almost broke the nose of the guy next to me. <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, no, that would be why that's a really bad choice. <laughs> Sometimes there is too much enthusiasm. <laughs> Sometimes. Most of the time. When I am concerned, there is such a thing as too much enthusiasm. <laughs> Dangerously enthusiastic. We are the definition of sunshine and storm cloud. <laughs> <laughs> we keep on seeing uh, tattoo ideas on uh, TikTok that are they're called opposite friend tattoos. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's like a, a cat with a flower and a cat with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said, I always feel like despite you... You would you yourself describe as the storm cloud one. Yeah. It's the, you might have the flower because it would be that, that old vine of, what do you have in your hand, Timmy? A knife! <laughs> and no, Timmy! <laughs> and that's you. Just absolute chaos running around with a knife. I have a knife! <laughs> Sorry for anybody listening to this with headphones. It just screeched for like... <laughs> We can see the vocal marks in front of us and it's just gone through the roof. So, soz, not soz. You knew what you were getting into. You did, you did. You chose to be here. Uh, I kind of want to jump straight into the box today. um, Yeah, And just get straight into it. So I'm going to do my little ASMR. What are we going to find in the box today, Lily? What is it going to be? my soul. What do you wish you knew more about? Oh, so many things. <laughs> it's like, but it's like um, a genie and three wishes. You can't just wish for everything. Yeah. It has to be something specific for sure. Um, in terms of like general life skill, really wish I knew more about cars. Hmm. As I, you know, I had a car briefly. Um, actually, not so briefly. I had a car for a couple of years and then I moved to London. And yeah. Why, why have car? Yeah. Why have car? And I drove that car into the ground until we needed to scrap it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do wish I knew enough about cars to do my own basic maintenance. Mm. Or like even know enough to do like more than basic maintenance. You know, I know how to change an oil. An oil. I know how to change an oil. Uh, I know how to change a tyre. I can add oil and stuff for the radiator and all of the like really super basic stuff yeah but when something goes wrong i'm like there's something wrong in the car <laughs> i remember you having to jump start a car once i, I can do that I, I was very impressed by that <laughs> it was I was like, wasn't it yeah i was like oh there are cables and clips involved it's a yeah. whole thing i've had to do that quite a few times last time i had to do that was in over lockdown in a Tesco car park. And that felt weird because we couldn't go in. It was right at the beginning of lockdown, so everybody was terrified of each other. So we went nowhere near each other whilst trying to jumpstart mm-hmm. their car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What about you? What would be your... So my my immediate thought was, uh, it's the same answer that I have for if I had one wish from a genie, mm. um, which is I, I wish I could speak multiple languages. Uh, I wish I was a polyglot. Polyglot? Yeah. I'm not sure if that's a, like a knowledge though. I feel like it is though, because you have to learn something, and it's like it's it's a knowledge of knowing the words and how it works and Mm. how to put it together. Because otherwise, my go-to is always going to be I want to know more about history. Um, Yeah, because the way I think it's the difference in my brain between knowledge and skill. Okay. It's like yeah, if I knew more about what was going on in on in a car, I wouldn't necessarily expect to be able to fix it myself, but at least have an intelligent conversation with a mechanic about it. Yeah. And not feel like the little lady getting your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, is, is your husband here? Yeah. Which, at the moment, uh, James knows well, even again, less about cars than I do. Well, yeah. So then my second answer <laughs> is, I wish I... Well, now you're going to be like, no, that's a skill tomorrow. Oh, uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing lines here. Because you went to the language answer, and I'm like, that's the best answer. Therefore, I have to make sure that that's not the answer that you like, give. You can't have language. You can't have it. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in primary school being told that I can't be Scary Spice again. Oh, um, why can't you be Scary Spice? Because fucking Polly and her fucking, like, leopard print leggings always got to be uh, Scary Spice. Okay. Which one was Scary Spice? Uh, the one with the, the hair. The big oh, the... hair. And the leopard print. and the, Yeah. yeah. Um, and she just always had the best attitude and I wanted to be her, but I always got stuck being fucking Sporty Spice. <laughs> Because uh, I had a big ponytail, is the reason. <laughs> I was never a spice. I don't think I, I was ever invited that group group costume. Oh yeah, no, we used to do dance moves in the in the playground. <laughs> I learned I learned all the dance moves from Baby One More Time. Oh nice, nice. That was yeah. My absolutely <laughs> sorry se- segue. Yeah. Uh, my sister and her best friend growing up, uh, Freya. Um, used to do dance shows in our garden and it was absolutely fucking brilliant. I used to love it. I, I'm I'm one of the, those people who is such an intense fan of my sisters. Yeah. Like, I absolutely <laughs> adore everything they do. And one of my favourite things used to be to go, like, Olivia used to do drama and she'd put on, like, her drama school would put on plays. I used to absolutely love that. And Mary was really into dance, so she put on lots of like dance performances. And, yeah. and Freya was a very good dancer, I think still is a very good dancer, and would absolutely adore going along to watch them. But this is like way before they did dance lessons. So <laughs> <laughs> just do dance shows in our back garden. Yeah. And we had a trampoline. And they decided to do a dance show slash trampoline show. And mid show, Freya disappeared through the trampoline because it ripped. <laughs> Oh, and it's still like a crowning like this was funny moment in my childhood <laughs> <laughs> anyway yes yeah sorry. so my, my second one would be i wish i knew how to uh, sew and make clothes and mm. and like that kind of stuff like i wish i knew how to make costumes and clothes yeah now now 100% of skill but yeah I think that's the, <laughs> let's don't want me to learn no, anything I think we, we we give two answers to this question one is knowledge one is skill okay so knowledge I agree best possible answer is language yes because I'm also terrible well you're better at languages than I am yeah uh, 100% I'm here I'm just good at mimicking yeah but it's far beyond what I can manage <laughs> um and my mum's you know from French Canada <laughs> I still don't speak French <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think sewing is a good second. Yeah. 
And now, before anyone says, but you know, tomorrow. You could take lessons. You could learn. Yeah. Like, I mean, Lily knows how to sew. She could fucking teach me. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get too ahead of ourselves there. Compared to me. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) But in the same way that, like, a seal is slightly better at walking than a dolphin. You know? Like... (laughs) So good. I love that. <laughs> because they are. Yeah. But you still wouldn't say they're like good walkers, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I could learn, but that's effort. Also, like, <laughs> sewing is quite a high, like, it's not the highest exactly pay into, but like, material is fucking expensive. You have to oh buy gosh, a sewing yeah. machine. Yeah. And sewing classes are both not easy to come by in London uh-huh. and super fucking expensive. Super. Even online yeah. classes, so expensive for sewing. Yeah, because I wanted to go do like a proper dress sewing class because uh-huh. I got super into sewing. Not that I'm good at it, but yeah. like super into sewing. And I have all this fabric and a pattern that I want to make a dress out of. Yeah. But it's the added issue of also being a plus size woman and being mm. like, nothing fits me. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Okay, yeah. so but knowledge. I think you're right. Also, that history is the best answer answer for that one yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm I'm obsessed with uh, kind of like ancient civilizations. Uh, basically, is it pre Victoria going on the throne? Then I like it. Mm. Once Victoria steps foot on the throne, I'm like, yeah, who cares? Um. <laughs> it made me. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you get such a fucked up timeline for UK history, learning history in this country. Because it's, hey, so, 1066, right? (laughs) 1066, Battle of Hastings. Battle of Hastings. And then we're like, Tudors. Yes. I mean, we start with Romans. Like, you always do Romans in primary school. Um, But that's more about... Rome, yes, than it is necessarily. Like, you do specifically stuff like, and like UK oh, occupation oh, oh, yeah, or... um, because Bodicea, Boudicca, well, you say however you say her name, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you learn that part of it and you don't actually learn the truth, no, uh, you just learn the good story, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then it's 1066, and then it's the Tudors, yeah. And then a little bit of Stuarts. It's always like, oh, it's the Tudors and Stuarts. And it's like, no, it's no we just mostly the Tudors. The Tudors. <laughs> we ignore the Stuarts. Yeah. And then it's industrial UK. Yeah, yeah. And if you go to a religious school like I did, it's a little bit of reformation. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then you skip forward to World War One and Two. Yeah. And then, but I, I have zero concept of what happens in between any of those times. <laughs> Six hundred years what? between ten sixty six and the Tudors, <laughs> and I have no fucking clue what happened in any of that time. What? Is that Ethelred the Unready? I don't know. No. I've got names. <laughs> I I can recommend a really good book. Um, Alison Weir's Queens of the Conquest, um, which is looking at it from a particularly female point of view because it's yeah. about the the queens of that period, and then the next one is Queens of the Crusades. Mm. Um, which follows on but yeah and fantastic fantastic books but yeah otherwise we just don't learn yeah and we like certainly skip the fucking slave trade and yeah <laughs> or that fucking or, shit or you get you get the cute story about um the dude and the uh, amazing grace and 
you know, he then, he was a slave trader, but then he went blind and then he found God. And so he wrote the song Amazing Grace or something. Well, that's just not true. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, right? it's they definitely made... written by a white man. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole point is that he was a, um, he was a slave trader um, and he went blind and then he ended up writing that song. And apparently, you know, he found Jesus and then he was like, oh, slave trade bad. Oh, yeah, because finding Jesus would help you to come to that conclusion yes. in that time period. 100% no Christians ever owned slaves. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I was trying to, I was having this conversation, I can't remember who with, but I remember them, <laughs> I remember them being American. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. It was, it was when I was at Scouts. So, um, I was like, oh, well, we, like the history in the UK is not taught like particularly well. We do. I didn't do anything on colonialism. We didn't do anything on India. We didn't mm. do anything. I'm like, it's absolutely. Quick point, though. Did you do history GCSE? I didn't. Okay, I did. So I've I got did more history A level though. Yes. Yeah. So I skipped GCSE because yeah. I'm a fool and I didn't take history GCSE. <laughs> I took many other things instead. I love um, taking A level without taking GCSE. Yeah. <laughs> teacher and I was like so can I take history at A level and they were like I mean yeah you've got good English scores so absolutely but like why <laughs> and I was like uh, well I took art at GCSE and like I'm not very good at art so <laughs> save me yeah, art and food tech like please please help me I don't want to take either of these subjects at A level we didn't have any kind of food tech or home tech well we were a technology school. college okay so I we had a lot of tech a Roman Catholic girls school arts beacon Arts Beacon. Arts Beacon. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Gondor calls for aid. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the English teacher needs help. <laughs> uh, so our entire school was all about um, arts and design. Mm. Yeah. Design and music and all that kind of stuff. Even though all of the money got siphoned into the science yeah, uh, side. But we were technically an art school. Yeah. <laughs> We like we, we. I went to a very very good state school. Mm. Um, I, I like whenever you know. Talk to. I've been in jobs where I'm like the sole state schooled person uh, <laughs> there, and I always feel like I'm a bad representation, a good a great representation of state schools. My school was incredible, mm-hmm. um, but like so many advantages to going to a really decent school. Yeah, like yeah, massively so. What I'm doing, I'm I'm doing all of the uh, job in like job hunting at the moment. Bad times, people. Bad times. But <laughs> I'm applying to a lot of jobs at the moment, uh, and something that I have never experienced before in job applications is on the equality monitoring being asked if I went to a state school, and then was that state school selective of faith or um, uh, academic achievement. Yeah. Um, and then was I eligible for free school meals and did my parents go to university? Yeah. Um, and to which my answer to all of those is, no, they did not. Yes, I was. Yes, I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always have to be like, yeah, so my mum is, went to the best university in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's doing great things with her degree, her political science degree. Yes. Um, she is the most overqualified gardener. 
<laughs> to be clear, she also has all the RHS certificates and stuff. Yeah. So she's not pretending political. Like, she's a fantastic gardener. <laughs> Very good at what she does. But She's dealing with all the garden politics. Oh, yeah. Them garden politics. <laughs> uh, like the dahlias don't talk to the lavender. I don't uh, know. It's, it's awful. <laughs> Terrible <tragic>. interplay. <laughs> yeah, what was I saying? So I was talking to this American about like the disservice that this country can do. Like, we've got so much history and like, I don't yeah. like I just think at the basic level we don't spend enough time on it in school. Because mm-hmm. as history teachers do what they can with it, you know? Yeah. But if you're only given X amount of time a month, a week, I don't know why you'd measure it in months, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever um and they were like oh yeah like I, I feel like i barely know u.s history as well and i was like mm, no it's not the same thing though it's, it's not <laughs> uh, <laughs> you only have like 300 years to catch up on. literally you have 300 years uh and also if i as a student in the uk who has never been to the u.s knows more american history than i do about british history that's a problem but also because of the musical hamilton I mean, I'm free. <laughs> like, I used to be able to name more American presidents than I could former British prime ministers, you know? I still reckon I could name more American prime ministers. Yeah, absolutely. American, American prime presidents. Yes, yeah, yeah. those ones. Um, but also, <laughs> I... Jerry down the road, Dave up the street, <laughs> Steve who lives over the, I don't know, bypass. I used to work for a uh, an arts institute and one of the things that we did was put on um, like festivals and local heritage things um, in the local area that it was based. And the amount of people who would come to our events not even knowing half of the stuff that we were talking about was shocking to me. Let's um, point those events though, surely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But the the big one for me was the amount of people who would turn up, and in their mind, race riots and racial problems were an American thing. Oh my god! So and like, Brixton doesn't exist. And like... I had to be like, um, <coughs> okay, yeah. So let me tell you where the Notting Hill Carnival comes from, yeah. and like why it exists, like and a like... London borough, and you don't fuck it. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I'm like, uh, excuse me. But at least they're in the place to be educated. About exactly, it. Yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, the it is shocking the amount of people in, in our more modern history don't know about the stuff that has gone on in this country. Um, and like, m- more people do now in terms of like the Windrush generation mm. because there was the whole scandal um, mm. in the last couple years of uh, the government trying to... Um, deport Windrush generation people but you you could you could ask people and they'd be like I don't know what Windrush is I don't know what this is I don't Mm. know what uh you know I don't know who uh uh Kelsey I think his name Kelsey Cochrane who was murdered in Labra Grove and started Mm. like a whole race riot um that happened there and these are just not names that you think of but we can probably name more stuff that's happened in America um to do yeah and also because if and I Oh, with America, especially with the last year that yeah, we've had, it yeah. feels like very much more recent history. But uh, when you hear people talk about the difference between the UK and the US in terms of racism, mm. it's yeah. very much not that we have less of a problem, uh-huh. but because our police aren't armed, yeah, it tends to result in less yeah. deaths. But also, um, the British in general are all about that I'm not going to be racist to your face I'm just like quietly yeah. racist behind your back yeah 
And like, that's not better. <laughs> no, and it's worse and it's worse. You know, I remember um, our, our one of our friends, uh, her cousin um, saying to me that okay, he's from Canada and being like, absolutely, I prefer the racism in, in America because yeah. it's to your face and you know who the Yeah, you know are. how you stand with people. Yeah. Whereas, and over here it's much more subtle. Yeah. And that's why the whole Brexit conversation was such a shock to a lot of people because mm. suddenly they were like, wait, my family are racist? Wait, my uncle, my aunt, my this, my that are racist? And I'm like, they've always been racist, but for some reason the Brexit conversation I think allowed it, them to come out and be it are in public. so careful about avoiding those topics with family. Yes, massively so. It just never comes in. Like I turned, I turned into such a dickhead over Brexit as far as my family were concerned <laughs> because... Um, there are certain parts, you know, everybody had a part, certain parts of their family that were like super pro-Brexit. Um, and I was not a quiet Remainer. <laughs> <laughs> but the way I decided to do it was just like quietly fact check all of their posts. So it would just be like, oh, that's why this isn't true. Or, oh, just so you know, mm-hmm. that's not right. <laughs> yeah. But then that's that really annoying, um, the, the research that was done a few years ago that shows that um, people are more inclined to fall back and believe their beliefs when they're presented with facts. Yeah. And I'm like, why? 100%. But it's... Why? I also completely understand that. Like, as an incredibly stubborn person who yeah. refuses to admit that yeah. I'm ever wrong. This is true. Yeah. But, but that to me then... <laughs> I'm like, my family's my family. They're related to me. They're going to be stubborn. <laughs> so I get true. where they're coming from. Um, but then this, this um, it, doesn't, it doesn't correlate with um, the knowledge that the number one way people get drawn in to big conspiracy theories that you would think are just illogical and stupid is because they get presented with more and more information. And then they... When you, you when you when you when go you an inch in. forward, yeah, yeah you, you go an inch forward in accepting it, and then like it just keeps moving, and you just keep accepting it's more and more. It's the more. joy of um, algorithms, yes. content algorithms, yeah, because they want to keep because they want to keep you on a site. They keep feeding you the yeah. content that you're reading and watching, yeah, and because very few people search out content that they actively disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't think of a we single person. We all like person. living in our bubbles. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, like my for you page is a represent. Like somebody, I was listening to a TikTok today, and my TikTok for you page, um, and he was talking about TikTok for you pages, and he was like, I think that should be like a something you have to step through every time you're making a new friend. It's okay, but can I see your TikTok for you mm, page? Yeah. Because he was like, to your TikTok for you page shows how you want the world to be. Yes. Massively <laughs> like if so. you have lots of, like I, a diverse set of creators, mm-hmm. if you have like lots of people from different backgrounds doing lots of different things, and yeah. then that's the kind of world you want. And if you're only listening to, well, it's bubbles, isn't it? Well, we always come up with TikTok. Mm. whenever people talk about TikTok they're like oh do you like know the new dances and blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, my, I'm not on that TikTok at all <laughs> my favourite thing was someone popping up yesterday and being like hey have you noticed that for the last couple of weeks there's been no new dance trends on TikTok and this person was like this is why I love black creators because I went searching to find out what the latest dance trend is and I couldn't find anything and then she discovered that black creators on TikTok have basically gone on strike and are refusing to post 
dance videos um, because that's how these big creators have been doing the dance trends that yeah. have got them popular is they're taking them from black creators and not uh, crediting. crediting them uh, and now these black creators have just gone no I'm not no, going to put any more dancers on here yeah, yeah. I make big use of the not interested in button. Me too. Massively so. Like, so if I... Because you occasionally end up somewhere and you're like, why the fuck am I yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> and like, sometimes it's, it's not bad. Like, recently, I, I think I've, like, watched a couple kind of, like, Taskmaster videos and, like, clips from BBC stuff. And so now I'm getting a lot of clips from TV shows. Yeah. Um, and so I've just been, like, marking them as not interested because I'm, that's not what I'm in TikTok for. Mm. I'm not here to watch, you know, the stuff that I'm I too easily dragged in. I've got so much fucking TV. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I, I also don't watch TV. Yeah. So well, like, neither this do is I. my only. <laughs> yeah. But neither, neither do I. But I'm just like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm mm. here for, like, the people who are doing, you know, their own weird stories and mm. whatnot. Um, like the woman who's doing a whole story where she's imagining that she's a human who has been kidnapped to a fey world to take part in a competition to She's win the princess hat. She's just started redoing it. And yes, I absolutely I love adore it so much. And it's just her being like, yeah, no, I really don't want to I don't be care. Here. I don't want to marry the elven prince. Can, Can we I stop? leave? <laughs> you kidnapped me. Yes. And it was like, uh, the, your task today is to make uh, a fabulous uh, dish or meal for the crown prince and he will judge you on like how good no, your no, meal no, is no, yeah, and yeah. she just did burnt toast yeah and, <laughs> and he won. was like and what he was like oh, it's the most amazing <laughs> she's like why why we truly that's half an hour spent on one question um, yeah we did not end up where that was i had a thought earlier where i was like <gasps> oh we didn't choose the right name for this podcast. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I was like, uh, what was uh, Tangents or something? Like, going off on... We, there was a word that was said earlier. Tangent. No, I was like, I was like, no, it's not segments. It's not tangents. Uh, it was something. I'll look, I'll listen back to it and be like, that's what we should have fucking called the podcast. We've got, like, all of our mates being like, this word, this word, this word. Yeah, Alex, if you could message me later <laughs> on... <laughs> Let me know what the word is. <laughs> okay, what is it? Okay, this is the best question ever. I'm okay. just teeing this up. Wow. Best okay. question ever. You know why it's the best question ever? Why? Because I came up with it. Oh, okay, okay. All right, let's hear it. If you could give the male nipple a function, what would it be? Coca-Cola. Off switch. Oh. Or <laughs> <laughs> <All> mute. <laughs> The difference here is usually I'm the misandrist. <laughs> but in this moment, I was like, I just want to drink Coke from your teats. I'm like, but what? You'd be, what? <laughs> that would have no impact on your life. No, but if I was thirsty and I was stuck on a train, I could be like, oi, mister. Yeah, and what, when? Do that because no. the idea of putting my mouth on some guy's sweaty tit is just disgusting. Horrifying. I don't know why. Why would know. you want to drink from it? That's I terrible. Maybe milk it into a oh, even worse. <laughs> and it would be warm. It would be. <laughs> I see. Terrible answer. I am never allowed <laughs> to answer these questions again. <laughs> I would like a redo. Okay, okay, this. okay, okay. If you could give the male nipple a function, what would that function be? I still have 
like, what drink? <laughs> Nipples are not nearly drink dispensers. I mean, you haven't been reading the same fan fictions that I have. <laughs> Yeah, I think we'll stick we'll with move that. on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's uh hoping for a more um, normal question. Or just okay, I'm just imagining because it wouldn't just be diet coke, right? Which is your drink of choice. It is. Would it be a range? Each <laughs> nipple would be a different Or like you go man to man and like are you oh my a God. cherry guy? I need to find the cherry coke guy. Oh my god, that's my one true love. Kylo Ren would be a cherry coke guy. Oh, don't give I me would, that bullshit. Would, no, I he's Coke su- Zero. I would black bottle. <laughs> I would suck at them titties. No, Tamara, no. I didn't need that in my mind. Okay, no. Line okay. under that conversation. I can't deal with it anymore. Uh, what book TV show scarred you as a child? Oh, so many. I was so easily scarred. <laughs> I was also had a moment where I was like, is it supposed to be scared or is it definitely scarred? Well, who knows with my handwriting and or spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any quick answers? Well, this is not a good thing for me because I started watching horror films when I was like four or five. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like four. Um, I watched The Exorcist when I was like five. Um, and I discovered really early on that horror films aren't scary when you can't hear the music. Um, that it is the music that makes them scary. 100%. I can't yeah. remember which film it is that went for an age rating and it got an an R and then change the music went back for an age rating and got a fifteen. Yeah. But yeah. I, I was like, it might have been alien or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, it's the it's the music that makes them scary. And then I also used to like devour point horror books before I should have been reading them. Um so I, I've kind of always just liked horror stuff. Um so from a if we're going with Scarred, Mr. Blobby. Yeah, that's, that shit For was weird. For <laughs> the life of me, I do not understand this country's, like, 10-year fucking obsession with Mr. Blobby. And it gets it gets worse than just a TV show. Just a he moment. had a Blobby land. He did. And I went there. Oh my God, why? There was a Blobby ride. To be Think- clear... Canadian listeners, because I know there are a couple of you out there. <laughs> Auntie Laurie, here to provide context to that. If you don't know what Mr. Blobby is, Google it. It's terrifying. It's Giant, terrifying. like six foot five, pink blob on legs. Yeah. With a, like, tie, a collar. Yeah. And green yeah, spots. Yeah, it was like a bow tie and green spots. And his whole thing was attacking people, rugby tackling them to the ground whilst going, blobby, blobby, blobby. <laughs> like, the blobby ride at Blobbyland. The was... 90s were so weird. <laughs> so weird. Um, the blobby ride was, think it's a small world, okay? The it's a small world ride. Yeah. So you're in one of those little boat things going along the little river things. And, the ride. and then it's just... Blobby's life story from child with you know Papa Blobby and Mama Blobby following all the way through whilst like neon lights and darkness it was terrifying absolutely terrifying and then I was made to hug that motherfucker mm, yeah I it can was understand that being scarred scarred 100% <laughs> 
<laughs> what about you? <laughs> I have two things. And they're going to sound very tame. <laughs> but for context, I hate horror. Yeah. Like, with it, like considering how much I love true crime. <laughs> yeah. But even then, I only listen to true crime comedy podcasts. I can't watch documentaries. Yeah. They, like, skeeve me out massively. Um, and even then, it's just my favourite murder, which is my favourite podcast. Yeah. <laughs> sure i just listen to those women talk about anything and it just happens to be true crime <laughs> as like a 10 year old 11 year old watched eight-legged freaks oh and understandable. That, that hurt me yeah. deeply because i wasn't yeah. afraid of spiders up until that point but i lived in a 300 year old house with a mm-hmm. shit ton of spiders and i was like i didn't need this in my life <laughs> <laughs> but the second one and this was so my parent my mum is still like kind of mortified that she let this one happen it was i was visiting my grandparents in canada and my so i have two canadian cousins mm-hmm. uh, andy and annie they're wonderful they're but they're like quite a bit older than me and my sisters and my granddad had this basement room and my cousins w- really wanted to include me which was wonderful mm-hmm. um because i was at that awkward age where i like wanted to be included with the older kids but like yes. i wasn't an older kid so i was like 12 something like that like yeah. awkward yeah. it was an awkward size awkward shape awkward person that's not changed <laughs> they invited me to watch a film with them and they'd watched it they like a couple of nights before and they were re-watching it and they're my mum and dad were like, oh, like, what kind of film is it? And they're like, oh, it's just a comedy. Like, it's really funny. Oh, no. Um, and they were like, oh, okay. We're like, well, like, we'll come, we'll come down and watch it later. But you guys go, go down and enjoy it. And they put on 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh. <laughs> and as sheltered me was traumatised by this. My mum says she came down. I, I might actually be exaggerating and saying I was 12. I think I might have been quite a lot younger. Um... My mum said that she came downstairs and I was curled up in silence with my eyes, like, making up a third of my face, just (laughs) staring at this screen. And it it was, I think it was the bit where they were, like, waxing his chest. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I I honestly don't think I have that much, like, related trauma, but it traumatised my (laughs) mum that I'd seen that film. Because she then sat down and watched it with uh, my aunt and uncle the next night Mm. and was like, oh my god, my my daughter watched this? It was the same reaction she had. So we both were at Clan of the Cave Bear. Yeah. Classic, early, mm-hmm. early teenage read. Um, yep. All about cave bears and clans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give you a synopsis. It's prehistoric. Uh, and the first book, it's very much, I've read a lot about it since, and it's apparently terrible in terms of it is terrible. Everything. Um, yeah. I reread it recently and like, oh, yeah, no, it is it's terrible. terrible. Um, but... Still love it. and <laughs> But the first book is effectively a coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the second book, it suddenly goes from, like, naught to 60 on the sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me and my mum read the first book together, and then she bought the second one, and she finished... She started reading it, like, at work or something, and was I realised how sexual the ending was getting, mm. and came back to me, and I was like already no, I was she tried to, but I was already like halfway through the third book, the damage had been done. <laughs> <laughs> I was so much quicker a reader than she was. So I was like, I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> uh, I think like that because it's Valley of the Horses, right? That's the second one. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect example of what I enjoy 
in any creative medium in terms of like TV or film or books is I like that build up because the second, the first half of the second book is all about her being by herself and having to survive and find resources and build herself. We were talking about this the other day. I love a base building book. Yes. (laughs) I love a book where it's just somebody being like, oh, well, this chapter, I'm going to improve my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then next chapter, I'm going to find some nice things to eat. (laughs) That kind of book I'm on board with. And really that just goes back to the heart of literature in general is that we all read Robinson Crusoe and we were like, we need more of these. Yeah. Let's make 50 million of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like one of my, one of my first favorites was Swiss family Robinson. Yes. And I remember I went to rewrite. This is another one that I was like recently. Like, oh, okay. So it wasn't a good book. Still think it's a good book. Yeah. But totally factually inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. Robinson Crusoe actually really shit. Okay. Yeah. I was reading somebody, um, I was reading an annotated copy. Yeah. And they just went through and it was just an asterisk next to like, the one that sticks out in my memory is he, him and his, one of his sons picked sugarcane. Mm. And then like the whole way home, they're like sticking knife in to like suck the sugarcane, like the sugar juice out. Whatever. And like there was just an asterisk next to it, like, this is not how sugar cane works. <laughs> this is just hundred percent not that one. My that mind does. is blown. I didn't know that. I thought you could just like cut no, some sugar cane and just be like not. happiness. No. <gasps> it takes so much processing. Learn something new every day. But my favorite I'll thing send about you the Thank you. My favorite thing about Robinson Crusoe uh, is that to me Robinson it's... Crusoe. <laughs> To me, it's an absolute fantasy or a science fiction novel because he clearly discovered a never-ending pencil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. He had a right. stub of a pencil and it lasted him a year whilst yeah. he wrote out lists and, like, diary entries. I'm like, what is this magical pencil? Can I have it? Speaking <laughs> of weird Crusoe moments, did yeah. you ever... It's a true story and it's about this family and like a couple of couples who went to live on an island to try and like live out their Robinson Crusoe life. Oh. It's yeah. super fucked up. And the only reason I know about it is because my favourite murder did an episode on it because oh. there was a murder. Oh, of And it was. got like super fucked up super quickly because it was all of these... Effectively, it was this couple who were like super hippie. Yeah. Who were like, we're going to go out and live there because this is the way we live our true lives yeah. and become so much healthy. Well, and it was a dentist and he removed all of his teeth. Oh, of course he did. And put in dentures. And I was like, did. to be honest, that's the fact that makes this most disturbing. Yeah. Is you just removed all of your teeth. Yeah. That's and nefarious. All of his wife's teeth as well. Yeah, that's I think. nefarious. And then. Crimes are going to be committed <laughs> when you're removing teeth. Yeah. I mean, dentists, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny you should mention that. And, and we've gone on, on this tangent of like Robinson Crusoe and Swiss Family Robinson. Because when you were talking about, oh, this film I saw that scarred me for life. Uh, in my mind, I was convinced you were going to say The Beach. Uh, oh, because seen it. Okay, so Leonardo DiCaprio, back in his like cute little summer boy say, stage. Um, I went to see it on a date with a person I never saw again because I was like, why did you pick that fucking film? (laughs) Because the beach is Leonardo DiCaprio. He's finding himself in like Thailand or something as you do Um, as a white person. Uh, And he, he finds out about paradise. There's this paradise where people have given up 
all of their worldly goods and they're just living on this island okay and it's a commune and it's perfect and then it's not fucking perfect no yeah the gangrene alone sherlock the gangrene (laughs) still traumatized by the gangrene Mm -mm. yeah that would do it yeah disgusting people need to stop thinking that they can just go out and remove people's teeth and and live out their lives in a desert island stop it you can't I think less people think that now than they used to. Hopefully. <laughs> I'd like Hopefully. To <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, do you want to pick another one? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Fuck Mary Kill. Tudor oh. Queens. Okay. This was your question. Yes. <laughs> Mine are all the ones oh. that just aren't really actual, like useful questions <laughs> no 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 great question love it <laughs> mine are you know would you rather be a badly taxidermy cat or a, or a loved tiger rug <laughs> fuck Mary kill great shoot queens <laughs> uh, so I would kill Catherine of Aragon um, yeah straight up um. <laughs> I do shocked Pikachu face right now yeah um, obviously I would fuck Anne Boleyn uh, you know she freaky. Um, also maligned by history. <laughs> so maligned by history. Um, and then I was like, which other Catherine is it? I'm not talking about Catherine Parr. Catherine de Berg. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a different. Film. That's a different thing. That's a different fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> yeah, that's a very different fuck Mary Kill. Austin villains. <laughs> It's Mr. Collins kill every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would I would marry the Catherine who like was also beheaded because is that, that not Catherine Parr? Is that I thought Catherine Parr was the one that survived. I thought that was Jane Seymour. No, Jane no, Seymour Seymour's died. the one that had yeah. Jane Seymour was the one who had the. the I'm going to be honest. I I'd reckon I can only name four. Oh. Of the... <laughs> so you've got so, Catherine Aragon Catherine Aragon Anne Boleyn um, Jane Seymour Anna Cleves um, Catherine Howard and Catherine Parr right so Catherine Parr is the one who survives him and right. uh, uh, um, the narrative is goes on and lives her best life the reality she is she like died 11. like a year later yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Catherine Aragon married to him for like 23 years um, super super Catholic um and an absolute bitch to Anne Boleyn, which granted, understandable. Hey. But also responsible for Mary Tudor, so you know, you've got to take some responsibility there. Yeah. Um, because Mary Tudor. <laughs> yeah, great, but great also, times. Also, you know, she's part of the broken home. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. And that clearly <laughs> Anne Boleyn, most maligned person ever. Jane Seymour snoring i don't know anything about her that's interesting yeah um, i'm sure there are some interesting things other than the fact that you know oh i i gave him a boy child yay but he was sickly so he should have done better <laughs> poor edward <laughs> Catherine howard on the other hand on the other hand is my sweet innocent summer child who was done so fucking wrong um essentially yeah because she tr- even tried to escape right yeah so essentially what people think now so she was like accused of adultery and all of this stuff she was like 17 or 18 when she was beheaded uh and at this point henry was like i don't know 50 500 500 and still swelling yeah yeah um and she was like 17 or 18 and they believe that she had already been groomed and abused by her 
uh, Guardian's secretary. Um, so yeah, just really short life and really shit life. Mm. Uh, and I'm just kind of like, I would marry you so that we could live our sweet lesbian cottage core life and it would be beautiful. And then I would kill Jane Seymour, uh, fuck Catherine Parr, and then uh, marry Anne of Cleves. Because... Wait, so we have to do fuck, marry, kill twice? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> I was going to say, can do I you remember just, I was like... saying how I like history? <laughs> Because I want to marry all of them and take them away to live in a cottage commune somewhere. Look, if you None wouldn't let me, deserve that, if man. you wouldn't let me have my skills, okay, in the previous question, you have got to fuck, marry, uh, kill the Tudor queen. I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, I mean, my answer is perfect. So yeah, yeah. Uh, ditto, ditto. Fine, but hundred percent, all of those women deserve better. Yeah, I really want to read Alison with. Um, series where she's written a book on each queen. I think, I believe they're fiction books. Oh, I can't deal with historical fiction. It drives me insane. Well, the only reason I'm willing to give it a go is because her non-fiction, which was Queens of Conquest yeah. and Queens of Crusade. At least she's a historian. Exactly. Really, really good. I do not have the time of day for Philippa Gregory. Yeah, because don't get me wrong. Yeah. Love period romance. Oh, love it. Regency. Mwah. But I hate it when they're writing about real people. I'm like, you can have a cameo. That's what I'll give you. Yes. Like uh, the Prince Regent in The Liars Club, which yeah. is hilarious. Perfect. Yes. Like um, Elizabeth II, uh, Elizabeth I even in... Discovery of Witches. Discovery of Witches. Yeah. You know, all, like, Bo Brummel in like yeah. nearly every Regency novel yeah, 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 romance yeah. ever. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, cool. Have a casual Byron in the court. Yeah. Like, yeah. cool with that. Bo Brummel is another historical figure. I know that... nothing about. Yeah, so Bo Brummel is a... Not particularly kind of gentry-born uh, gentleman. Um, his dad was a valet uh, for all of his life, so not aristocracy, but he was such a man of fashion that he reached the heights of basically dictating who was considered the ton and who was considered a cut above the rest. Um, you had literal dukes and ladies vying for his uh, approval in the aristocracy during the during his time in the Regency period. Is he period. canonically gay? He most definitely must be. Because <laughs> I'm like, I sh great. He has to be. Yeah. But um, he's he always appears in Regency romance novels as like, you know, the young uh, debutante who everyone dismisses as, you know, she's not the... the diamond of the first water kind of thing um and then Beau Brummel appears and she does something that's just really down to earth and true and Beau Brummel is just there with his snuff and his handkerchief and it's just like mm, yes I approve and then suddenly she's like the, the it girl um but it's really depressing that Beau Brummel had this massive impact on Regency society and he died in a hovel penniless and absolutely illness riddled and um in poverty because his lifestyle was so Expensive. like rich and famous yeah. and over like you know aristocratic people who absolutely loved and adored him but then the moment he fell down on hard times they all disappeared from his life and he died with absolutely nothing oh, it's always so yeah. disappointing yeah it's like jane austen was the same uh -huh. and uh, fanny bernie fanny bernie was yeah. the same you know he just got some 
truly impressively talented people mm-hmm. who were not supported in their time. Yeah, massively so. Like so many, oh, you know, like so many people, oh, they always have the, the idea that you're worth more dead, right, with artists. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, mm-hmm. so fucked up, guys, because it might be because we don't support the arts. Yes, <laughs> massively so. And I, I think, like, um, this, it's been a conversation of the last year is just how much people have relied on the arts in order to get through the parallelogram. Yeah. Uh, And yet we're going to move forward and we're going to continue to take away funds from the arts um, and continue to not support them because we have some fucked up idea that it's STEM or nothing. Yeah. So fucked up. Yeah. I love you, my STEM friends. (laughs) But dear God, do I feel like at uni especially where you fucking cheated out of a tuition. Mm-hmm. You get all the STEM people of these fucking labs and they mm-hmm. go on these awesome research trips yeah. and like all of this kind of shit. And you just want to go on a basic level, your your degree sh- costs more than mine. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't even get our books provided. No, no. Like, no fuck. books provided. Rarely more than two copies of any yep. set text in the library. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. It was very frustrating. Constantly... Um, no, we had to fight in the middle of one of our, de- well, in the middle of my degree, sort of beginning of yours, mm. fight to just have one of our lecturers kept on yes. because of the, all the fucking temp contracts. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, a, it's a, you know, the battle for funding is, yeah, I'm sure, incredibly yeah. vicious in, in STEM as well. Well, I say I'm sure, I know it's incredibly it vicious in STEM. Yeah. But in general, I just feel like you got to put your money where, the, where your mouth is, really. Yeah. Um, the, the absolute dismantling of arts funding in this country has been going on for like the last 15 years um, the arts... joys of conservative <laughs> yeah. government arts council england uh, they yeah. are at I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they're at a third of the capacity that they used to have yeah um yeah and it, especially when you consider that when we look back on civilizations and i know this is taking a macro view but it's true yeah you you yeah 100 percent. you look at the the scientific discoveries they made. And, mm-hmm. But that's on parallel with the art that they created. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't put any yeah. funding into yeah. making sure that that continues. Yeah. It's I mean, it was like, we talk a good talk about making sure kids are in the position to be able to do what they're good at. And like mm-hmm. not, you know, the whole Einstein thing of like not judging a fish by yeah, how, how well, well it climbs trees. Yeah. Um, but when you're not putting the funding in place to make sure that that kid can have a successful adulthood mm-hmm. um, with the skills that you're encouraging them to develop as a child, yeah. like you're just dismissing an entire segment of talent. Mm-hmm. Massive. Like so. it's it's a different talent, but it's not a worse talent mm-hmm. to be ta- like Jesus. I wish yeah I could do anything that was considered art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about Lily this is art (laughs) (laughs) vomit (laughs) and on that note we've uh, I think we've been going for a while now I think we've reached a nice little yeah absolutely and we proved to ourselves it doesn't matter what the question is (laughs) (laughs) we will just go off on a tangent (laughs) let me tell you about the time (laughs) it was history related yeah 100%. 100%. And it was arts related. You it's taught all... me stuff about Bird Romo. Yeah, it's all connected. That's awesome. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening. 
please like, rate, and subscribe. I th- yes. I'm honestly. Look, that's what they say. That's what I've heard other podcasts do. I'm assuming it's good. <laughs> please send to your friends. It yes. would be lovely to see this shared more widely. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye bye.